And as we go through the afternoons, Saturday as well as Sunday. But till then, reinforcement of some dry air is coming south. And that's going to allow the temperatures to get a little cooler tonight. After sunny skies today, clear in early morning tomorrow, mid-50s to low-60s. Sunshine again, afternoon tomorrow. The high spot, low-80s. It's a nice Mother's Day Sunday. Partly sunny, morning low-60s. The afternoon high to the middle-80s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Security. the food show the tom fitzmorris food show this is not tom fitzmorris as you've already figured out i'm marianne fitzmorris in the chair for tom who has had this chair for almost 33 years so he's taken a little time off and we say okay with that beautiful beautiful day another one today uh lovely sunshine it was a perfect thing to do to go out to lunch and sit outside today we did not do that. I have been outside, but not for lunch. So we, uh, we had a roast beef poor boy from Bears for lunch today. And uh, that is all we have to say about that. We love Bears. For some reason, for some reason, it must be uh, the weather or I don't know what, but Bears was shockingly popular today. If you are not familiar with bears, there's there are several across the lake. Also, one in Janeros, and uh, they had one on Veterans, which didn't last very long because it was right before COVID when they started it, and then they just decided to give it up right away. So I think currently the only one over on the South Shore is in Janeros, and then there's the one here. Bears has had a uh, one of those expansion and then contraction situations for, I don't know, I guess, I guess at least 13 or 14 years ago, they were in a major expansion and they had a place in Mandeville, they had one in Slidell, and I think they were starting to move into the South Shore and then it contracted and they moved the place that was in Mandeville several spots and then ultimately closed it. But the one in Janeiro's is still there. It is a really delicious roast beef poor boy and all other kinds of poor boys. It's a very unusual place. I, I would call it, I would call it almost seedy. It is now just a walk-up that is a COVID situation. Now, maybe that Maybe they're going to open the, quote, dining room, and I use that, you know, really broadly. Uh, I hope they don't. It's, it's just 
kind of working for them, I think, that it's just a walk-up. So there's just a window. You order at the window, you take it away. And there were so many people and so many cars there today. I just, I was kind of shocked. It was at least triple what it normally is. And normal is a really good day for them. Beers is not my favorite poor boy. It's a very good poor boy, but Daryl's was my favorite. And I don't really eat roast beef poor boys too much. I don't know why, but Tom is crazy about them. And if he is not up for going out to lunch, that is often our default thing. Last night, we went to Five Girls for dinner, which is another favorite place of ours. It is the casual arm of Keith Young, which is the first class steakhouse here in Madisonville. We went to Five Guys because we love their club sandwich, but there's a lot of really good stuff on that menu. This is in the old location of Krabby Shack, which was before that a little dump of a place called The Boiling Pot. And uh, when Keith Young took over The Boiling Pot and changed it into Krabby Shack, it was raffishly glamorous is how I would describe uh, Krabby Shack. There was nothing shacky about it, but it had that really casual Louisiana feel to it. And then during COVID, they renovated it completely and they made it sort of a Florida, someplace you'd see like in Destin, which is where they spend a lot of time. It, it's a was a breakfast lunch place but really it's not anymore it's it's just a restaurant and uh we like it we like it a lot it's very casual it's um it's keith's food which is really really good and it is adapted to the casual venue and it's quite an extensive menu actually but we love the club sandwich there our favorite club sandwich is Porter and Luke, but this would be kind of a close second. It was a little burned. Toast was a little extra dark last night, which I don't mind because I like that. But yeah, I was sort of surprised um, to get it. But it's, it's just a great club sandwich. Tom got something really unusual last night for him. He got a, uh, what do they call it? it? It wasn't called a Salisbury steak, which is... I think maybe what they call it at Yield College Inn, but it's a ground steak. So essentially a hamburger made not round, but oblong and in a gravy with onions and mushrooms. So this was served with mashed potatoes and green beans. And Tom was raving about it, which was so weird because that is absolutely not something Tom would ever get and there he was getting it. I tried to get him to get the red beans or the butter beans, both of which are fantastically good at Five Girls. I think that the butter beans uh, are really good, but the red beans might be the best red beans I've ever had. Anyway, they have just a, a, quite a wide range. They kept a couple of things from Krabby Shack. They kept the... Um, the fried seafood, they did not keep that massive seafood platter that's so enormous, it's actually hilarious. It's for four to six people. Uh, I don't know how many people have ever eaten that 
that would be under four people, but it's really made for four people. But it is gone with Krabby Shack, and it's a pity because I always found that fun going to a table. We only got it once with another couple, and uh, it really is a lot of food. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are just talking about food. That's it. That's all we do. That's all we've ever done. It is Friday, TGIF. It's a great day to make a little trip if you are inclined to do that. I like to do that on the weekends. This is Mother's Day weekend, and I'm still trying to decide how I'm going to spend it. It will not be in a restaurant, although I did think about maybe going to uh, a hummus house because I'll bet you that's a great feast. Although, you know, I, I just... Just not up for the gigantic all-you-can-eat thing. If, if I'm going to spend $85 prefix, I'm going to make myself eat $85 worth of food. And I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. So um, I think it would be really beautiful, though, because he does a really good job. Nicole Dorgneck did that for Easter, I believe and said that it was really great. If you have Mother's Day plans, what are they? If you would like to share them, if you are looking for a place to go for Mother's Day, call. We might have some suggestions for you. 5569696. It is, according to Tom's Almanac, Leg of Lamb Day. I don't know. Leg of Lamb. I wonder how many people actually eat lamb as an alternative red meat a lot. And if not, why not? It is, in fact, an alternative red meat. It is a very good alternative red meat. But I think that people don't think of lamb the same way that they do as steak or beef in general. If you're a person who eats lamb, is it a special occasion thing for you only? Is it a rarity that you eat lamb? And if those things are true, and I suspect that they are, why is that? Have you ever thought about why you only eat lamb occasionally? It is, in fact, an alternative red meat. Five five six nine six nine six. National Leg of Lamb Day. Lamb legs are less expensive than lamb racks, but like the leg or the round of beef or veal, it's best roasted in the oven. Unlike lamb shanks, which we're seeing a lot more lately, a lamb leg doesn't really need to be slowly cooked with a lot of moisture in the pan. We do think they're better when marinated with garlic, rosemary, wine, and a bit of tomato. One of the most interesting alternative methods we've seen for cooking a lamb leg is what the late Chris Caragiorgio used to do at La Provence. He'd cut the bone out, stuff the center with an herbal lamb sausage. He'd wrap the leg back up again, then roast it and carve it across into discs of meat with a sausage in the center. This was seriously good. The best side dishes with lamb leg or wild rice or roasted potatoes and mustard greens or broccoli rob. We like cooking those greens in the natural sauce that comes from roasting the lamb with some crushed red pepper to jazz it up a bit. 
trying to think of the last time I had lamb. Oh, I know when I had lamb. And it was the same person who did the lamb, who did the lamb the time before that, that I had it. Because I don't eat lamb a lot. I, and I don't know the answer to that. I don't know why that is. I've had some delicious lamb. All right, let's go to Dan from Atlanta. Hey, Hello. Marianne. How are y'all doing? Hey, we're doing good. How about you? Good, good. Um, yeah, um, there's an unusual topic that's not discussed very much on the show uh, because it's kind of a simple thing. It's because it's so available everywhere, and that's chick chicory coffee. And uh, where I live, like, for example, a uh, month or so ago, I drove a fur piece to uh, to find PJ's coffee, you know, the, in a bag, you buy it in a bag. Mm -hmm. And uh, community coffee, you know, that sells everywhere, probably in the United States. But, but Tom got me hooked on this several years back <laughs> when I was listening to the show. And when yeah. I was a child, I, I used to live in New Orleans. In fact, I still have family that lived there and i and tom says you get it in in the uh in the green bag you know uh, and uh -huh. or, or 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 either i, I would go to Dornjack in uh, rouse's or whatever get the cdm in the orange bag sometimes like the decaf but my question is what coffee uh for that kind of thing that you buy in the bag uh what do y'all like what what is the preferable preferable brand what what do you think Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions, actually. Sure. Um, I don't drink coffee at all. I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. Oh, I know that's okay. probably shocking, but it's true. <laughs> Tom right. is a coffee and chicory kind of guy. He is 100% Union or French market coffee. To him, that is where the coffee story begins and ends. He is not an artisan coffee kind of guy, although artisan coffees have kind of, I won't say taken over the market, but they have taken a large share of the market. So let me make a suggestion to you, because when we started the show, and for a long time, for about a year, one of the big cornerstone sponsors of this show was Parish Coffee. Are you familiar with that? The little still there? chicken on the front of it, I think. Yes, a it's a purple yeah. bag with yeah. a golden rooster on it. Now, yeah. are you are you a um, an artisan coffee fan, or the, I feel like if you are into artisan coffee, you're really into it, and if you are mm -hmm. not, you're probably sniffing at it. So, well, do, are you in yeah. one of those categories? No, actually, I'm more of a kind of, even though I'm in Tom's age bracket, I'm I'm still kind of a newbie at it. Like I said, okay. uh, it, you know, I lived in New Orleans when I was a child and then moved away and, of course, you know, return to New Orleans and, and have coffee or whatever. And it was because of Tom's show and, he's, and I'm thinking, wow, I don't know if I ever really delved into it that much. So I went out and bought a bag and then when I was in town, like I said, uh, went to Rouse's or Dornyak's, and mm -hmm. I loaded up, you know, on the way back okay. to Georgia. Okay. And so, yeah. That's How, so is your stash about to long. run out or what? Uh, what I do now is because, you know, uh, a lot of people do this, is I order stuff online. Yeah, that's and, what I was going to suggest to you. Yeah. The reason it, I mentioned Parish Coffee. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. 
The reason I mentioned Parish Coffee was that they do a really big online business. And okay. it's, it, I don't know if they, you order Parish Coffee, because when they did the advertising with us, it was right. not for their online. Uh, yeah. It was for the stores, because they were really pushing to get bigger into the stores. But I know okay. that, we know the person who owns it. His name is Bob Arsenault, and it's Orleans yeah. Coffee. Okay. Orleans Coffee. And right. I don't know if Parish is on its own website. I'm guessing it is Parish okay. Coffee. And the reason right. I ask you about the artisan is that it is a, like I said, I don't drink coffee. I don't know a lot about it, but I know that coffee, like chocolate and tea and wine, all of these you know, agricultural products have little nuances in the way they're produced and yeah. their, you know, flavor profiles and all of that. So I, I think it's really an individual thing. But if you are open to new artisan kind of coffees, I would say that Parish Coffee, because I've had okay. some artisan coffee drinkers taste this, it's okay. a really good coffee in the contemporary style okay and they have a coffee in chicory and okay. i would go to orleans coffee or parish coffee because they're i don't know what union and french market are doing for online but i know that that one right. that i just recommended okay is big into online yeah in, in fact marion i i just remembered this uh the uh the nice young fellow who's the cellist there yes daniel mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and he used to have a great commer little commercial for that you know that's and right so, yeah he know, was one so, of my artisan yeah. coffee tasters oh okay yeah. <laughs> all right all right there were three right. of them and they all gave it rave yeah. reviews he is yeah. really big into the most premium contemporary blend and so i was really curious to get his opinion to see if a younger person would like the parish coffee and he really did so i think if yeah. you are like tom there is nothing but union or or <laughs> french market right. the I story is closed after that then that's yeah. probably not for you yeah. but tom yeah. liked parish and the yeah. younger people really liked it. So we were saying that it was a premium coffee at half the price. So, and, and the reason right. I'm suggesting is that you can order sure. it online because I know they do a robust online business. Great, great. I'll, I'll look forward to that. And I'll leave you with this. Um, I, I love your Thursday show. Uh, with Nicole? Oh, it's, fan it's fantastic. Because oh, good. Every, literally every time I come into town, I'll go out to vets and go to Rouse's and Dornyak's, and, and primarily most of the time in Dornyak's. And, mm -hmm. and I'm never left without, you know, you know, an, an empty hand or whatever. So yes. it's fantastic. So I love it. Well, good. Yeah. I hope she's listening because right. she does listen when she's not on. So I will mention that if you if she's not. Great. Thank you. Right. Appreciate the call. All right. Bye-bye. 556-9696. We'll take a break and be right back. 
Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. The Anchor in Madisonville has opened for the season with food to match the spectacular setting along the beautiful Shafunkta River. The smoker is turning out a variety of smoked meats for barbecue family packs. The expanded menu includes sandwiches, salads, and poor boys, but also a crawfish boil, seafood plates, and a lot of great appetizers. Bring the family to the anchor at the Chifuncta River in Madisonville. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. Yes, indeed. 5569696 is the number. You would like to talk to me, Marianne Fitzmorris. I'm sitting in the Tom Fitzmorris chair here on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show, and I'll do a quote from him, which I always used to used to always make me laugh. If you've ever had anything to eat, give us a call. All right. So to continue the sous vide discussion, and I can hear people groaning right now, but I did take the steak or not steak the roast beef today from uh chifunctas which was sous vide and i put it in a to quote uh don the gourmet neighbor smoking hot cast iron skillet and it seared really hard right away and then i flipped it and seared it again and then i cut it and seared each individual slice and it was a lot better done that way but i retain my original thought which is that i don't think it is an improvement that was to me correcting the problems that it had for my personal taste making it harder on the outside corrected the pudding like texture that the sous vide creates so my point is don't sous vide it in the first place and you won't have to correct it anyway that's that's my final offer in the sous vide discussion but that doesn't mean i won't take any more calls on it if you would like to call five five six nine six nine six so back to the leg of lamb you used to see lamb lollipops a lot and then you would see lamb chops. And the last lamb that I had was at that Greek dinner that I was talking about, but that was put on by Osmond Rodas from Pardo's. 
and uh you know he is part greek so it was done in a way that was just spectacularly good and i was really looking forward to eating it at home because i was so full from the dinner i had a lot of lamb but not all of it and i was i was really looking forward to heating it up and eating it again and then the container that I had it in sort of opened and it dropped on the floor. So the dog was very happy to have the lamb, but it, it seemed such a waste because it was beautiful lamb. It's beautifully done. The place that I'd had it before that was also at Pardo's that did a, a lamb asobuco, a braised lamb shank. It was just divine to look at and also divine to taste. So those are my last two lamb uh, excursions or my excursions into lamb, but those that spans over a couple of years. So do you eat lamb with regularity? And if you do, what is the occasion? Is it, is it just in your protein? I love that word. In your protein rotation, in other words, do you eat beef sometimes, chicken, salmon, and then lamb, and it rotates that often? I venture to say no. And I, I, I just don't, I, it's kind of interesting. Why is that? I mean, lamb is probably the newest big protein that we have in our diet here, but in other parts of the world, in Europe for sure, Middle East for sure, it's a regular, regular part. It's probably more their beef than our beef, you know? Anyway, it's just kind of a curiosity. I do like lamb. I came late to the lamb table. If you ever had the dish that uh, Tom is referencing here from La Provence, the Chris Caragiorgio dish, that's going back a long way. Because I'm trying to think. I almost think that John Besh took over La Provence shortly around the time of Katrina, if I'm not mistaken. And I feel like Chris Caragiorgio died before Katrina. And uh, that's 15, 16 years ago. So if that dish which was not on the menu when John Besh took it over, if that dish goes back that long ago, that was way before people were eating it a lot. All right, we'll be back. It is time for Louisiana Radio Network News Break. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. A bill to allow cameras in special education classrooms advances from Senate education. Parents like Tanya Williams shared the story of finding bruises on her son Tyler and how she received conflicting responses from administrators. She says cameras in the classrooms could have saved her son from ongoing abuse. And I could have helped him from not suffering as long because I didn't know what was going on. I tried everything I could, but I didn't know what was going on because he couldn't tell me. Cameras will only be installed if parents or guardians request and could cost up to $8 million if installed in every special ed classroom. A Senate-approved bill aimed at ending employer discrimination against black natural hairstyles is headed to the House floor after a contentious debate in committee. New Orleans Senator Troy Carter says his legislation protects against racial discrimination on the basis of natural hairstyles, but Denham Springs Representative Valerie Hodges voted against the bill. It's confusing. 
licensing I, I, to I, the I, to the business owner. What because now we're putting in law that you have to let somebody have a natural hairstyle. The bill passed seven to four. LRN. At Sunshine, we know versatility is important when buying equipment. The John Deere 1023E offers the versatility to go from the farm to the front yard with monthly payments as low as $99 a month. Now's a great time to get powered by Sunshine. Visit us online at sunequip.com to apply for financing, get a quote, and learn more about our extended warranty options. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Offer ends October 29th, 2021. Take 30 seconds to save thousands. Go to LAContractor.org and take 30 seconds to make sure the person or company who wants to work on your home or business is licensed by the Louisiana State Licensing Board for Contractors. Always ask for references and protect yourself by choosing one of the many great licensed contractors in your area. Go to LAContractor.org or get our free mobile app, LA Contractor, in your app store. And take 30 seconds to save thousands. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge April 30th, it's Corey Funktet. And on May 7th, Naughty Professor. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. Night and day, you are the one. Thank you, Tom. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. It is also the anniversary of the founding of New Orleans today, in seventeen eighteen. Jean Baptiste Lemoyne sur de Bienville chose a high spot in a sharp bend of the Mississippi River to begin a French colonial town. It's where the French Quarter is now. His na- he named the place for the Duke of Orléans, Philip II, a flamboyant guy. The feminine form of the city's French name, La Nouvelle Orléans, is a joke about his personality. Nobody questioned whether this was a good place to put a city because it wasn't a city yet. Without a doubt, the spot was a terrific port that remains true to this day. And so it began. Happy birthday to New Orleans. Gosh, you imagine what it was like back then with the mosquitoes and no air conditioning and the general swampiness. It, uh, it took a lot of courage, I would imagine, for someone to say, okay, we're going we're gonna to put our roots down here. The old kitchen sage says today about lamb. Why does anyone make a roast? Why doesn't anyone make a roast leg of lamb poor boy sandwich? Because I think people have a thing about lamb where it's it's kind of goes into that feeling that I have that you should never gourmetize things. Why would you take a premium 
quote, protein like lamb and um, diminish it into something as pedestrian as a poor boy sandwich. You know, I think that the reason things are not done is that they're probably not such a good idea after all. Like I said, when I did my meatloaf experiment, I said that I used to like meatloaf sandwiches, cold meatloaf sandwiches on toast bread with lettuce, tomato, and pickles. And I wondered why you never see a, a meatloaf sliced, sliced thinly and put on a sandwich. And I got my answer when I made a meatloaf and sliced it thin and put it on a sandwich. I realized that I don't think it's as great an idea as I thought. And while I didn't know that, apparently enough people did. And that's why you don't see a meatloaf sandwich out there. So maybe the same thing is true of a, of a leg, leg of lamb poor boy. I think leg of lamb shawarma is about the most we're going to get in, in terms of a casual lamb dish. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Today is the birthday of Willard Scott. In 1934, he's the longtime weatherman of the Today Show, and he was quite the traveler, as you know if you saw him on television. He feels like he would like to be the one person who brought into the uh, wide recognition of all Americans that catfish is one of the finest eating fishes in the world. You agree with that? Tom has, has really, really become a catfish fanatic. But every time I eat catfish, I go, I don't, I don't get it. And that might be blasphemous to say, but I really don't get it. There is a new penchant locally, and I'm really glad to see it, speared on by Harlan Pierce at LA Fish. He's the one who really started to bring the wild-caught catfish into the market in numbers significant enough that it really caught on. Most people still use farm-raised catfish, and I don't usually like the idea of eating farmer's catfish, although I was perfectly happy doing it until Duke LaCicero told me not to do it and why. And now the only farm-raised catfish I ever eat is at Middendorf's with their thin fried catfish because it's just irresistible. But generally speaking, I don't eat farmer's catfish. And the Desalman's catfish, the wild-caught version, I think can sometimes be gamey tasting. And I asked about that once and was told it's kind of a, I don't know, sometimes could can be like a, a cleanliness thing. But um, the best wild-caught catfish and the best catfish in general, because in my opinion, it should be wild-caught and it should be of a certain thickness and Zia, is doing, in my opinion, the best wild-caught catfish out there to my taste. 
But Tom, who is the most unlikely person in the world, I would think, to become really enthusiastic about catfish, has become really enthusiastic about catfish. And over the last, I don't know, several years, he has eaten countless grilled catfish or blackened catfishes with pecans and manier butter at New Orleans Food and Spirits. That was his every Monday dish for a very long time. So he used to say the only way you could ever eat catfish and have it be good would be fried catfish until he started getting that. And now I think he eats more grilled catfish than he has ever eaten fried catfish. But I don't I don't really agree with that statement from Willard Scott that it's one of the finest eating fishes in the world. What is the finest eating fish to your mind? To me, that would be halibut. I, I think halibut's probably the finest, most delicate, flakiest white fish, mild flavor. Cod would be another one. You don't see much cod, but that genre of fish. I do love salmon, though, too. But I think it's got much more of a fishy flavor than halibut. That's it for me. It's like, if it doesn't taste like fish, <laughs> I'm one of those people that, um, that the McDonald's people relied upon in their surveys about their filet of fish sandwich when it was declared that the reason that the filet of fish doesn't taste like anything is that that's what people wanted. In their test studies, okay, thanks. In their test studies, um, <laughs> they wanted a fish that didn't taste like fish, hence the filet of fish, which I actually really like. Let's go to Michael75. Hello, Michael. Hey, happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much. To your wife as well, Mrs. Mrs. 75. Yeah, I'll tell her uh, you extended her your best wishes. Uh, by the I way, I still wish I'm, you'd bring her to the to... phone so I could give them personally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I hate to agree with you, but uh, normally I don't <laughs> like catfish at all, except for uh, the, one of the signature dishes of Yugosich. It was, it's called catfish and chafalaya, and uh, it has some strange uh, mixtures in it. It's got lee and pear, and I'd rather say that than that tongue-twisting tongue uh, Worcestershire sauce. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. And, and uh, it's got uh, anchovies, olive oil, and jalapenos. And it sounds Is it like fried? a strange, strange brew, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I bet that was good. You fry it a little bit, then you put it in uh, in uh, in the sauce. I bet you that was good, though. Yeah, I think and, I think Worcestershire sauce is one of the greatest culinary inventions of all time. Well, yeah, a Worcestershire uh, a lamb parent sauce um, has uh, uh, has the same ingredients. I think of some of the same that anchovies contain. Well, it's fish oil. It's the fish. The fish, what right. is it? Anyway, you know. Yeah, it's a fish paste that's sauce. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I love it, too, and I love anchovies. Something like in catfish, uh, chapalaya, you, you use both of them, believe it or not. But um, uh, you were talking I, about what? Sorry? I was thinking about 
anchovies um, just today as I passed a big pile of large artichokes at Rouse's. And I, in the back of my mind is Mike's challenge to make ground anchovies part of the mixture for stuffing artichokes. And as much that as I not, hate to do it, I'm going to do it. What? Yeah, you need to do that. It cannot be bad, even though uh, it would uh, taint my mother's recipe slightly. But I may try, <laughs> I might try that also. Yeah. Uh, you, oh, were, you, were, you were speaking of lamb. So uh, my wife and I are driving in the hills of England, and we spot, uh, she spots a few little white dots on the hills. She said, what are those, she says. And I said, that's our dinner tonight. Those are little baby <laughs> lambs. And, and then we, we get into the, uh, a little uh, restaurant and, and we say, we want some lamb. You, you mean lamb. You, you want lamb, correct? And I said, yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> and uh, It wasn't those way, little babies, was it? That, you, that wasn't like a I place? Oh, okay. I don't, I'm not sure, but I mean, if you eat veal, you know, that's a baby cow. I don't eat, I don't eat veal. Oh, it is this much. <laughs> but it, <laughs> they're, 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 they're too expensive but, uh, for me. But, you know, I, I was just thinking when you talked about uh, the founding of New Orleans and the, uh, mosquitoes and the air conditioning, yeah. every southern town should have a large, large statue to Willis Carrier. Because he is the one who invented air conditioning. We were just talking about that on the show two days ago. About Mr. Carrier? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I must have missed that show. Yeah, yeah, it was right. Uh, he invented the, the patent was in, and I was shocked. It was like 1851 or something. Right. I'll find yeah, out so what day it was. We were talking about it. Hmm? I, I'm a, I, you know, the human being is a very adaptable person, so... It, it didn't, and I, I guess this is just movies, but anytime you see a movie about the old South, most of the people were not sweating badly. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that, that's true. You know, everything is, you do adjust to absolutely anything. You know, I remember right. growing up and it would be hot in the summer and I would go outside and sort of take an outdoor shower in the hose. And <laughs> uh, it was just, you know, if it got to be too hot, I would just do that. And then, of course, you dry off pretty quickly. But, yeah. yeah. And then air conditioning yeah. came. Yes. <sighs> the greatest thing in the world. It's, but anyway. It's it kind of interesting. Why, why did air conditioning only become common 100 years later? Uh, I really don't know. Uh, the, uh, he, was, he was working. I think it was just one of those light bulb ideas that came to him. I'm going to go find it. I've got a bunch of papers here. I'm going to read it again. Yeah. And I, I distinctly remember being shocked that it was 1851. Right. And it. It, it wasn't, I mean, I grew up, now we were not wealthy at all. So maybe wealthier people had air conditioning long before we did. But I distinctly remember the 70s, not 70s, 60s as being pre-air conditioning. And after that, you know, to be post air conditioning so early 1900s but uh, I'm, I'm sure i'm wrong but anyway what uh, what the uh <laughs> air conditioning no but i mean in homes like did you grow up in yeah, a house with air conditioning uh when we could say about 19 
I'm trying to think. About the late 50s, early 60s, we had air conditioning. Okay, so yours is probably 10 years. Okay, so that's like a full 100 years almost after this patent came out. So it's kind of curious. I wonder why there was such a long lapse. Anyway, I'm going to look have, it up. I'm going to go through these papers yeah. of the next break, which I'm going to take in just a second. It may have been that the cost of it was uh, prohibitive. Yeah, prohibitive, yeah, I guess, I yeah. guess. All right. Well, anyway, have a, have a good Mother's Day, DG. The, now, what, wait, Michael, before you leave real quick, what are you doing for the Mrs. for Mother's Day? I think he's gone. He's probably gone. All right, five five six nine six nine six. We'll be back after these messages. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Okay, I was just looking through the papers. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, by the way, here on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Carrying the torch, would love to talk to you if you want to talk about food. I was just looking through the papers that I said uh, had the carrier um, story in it, and I do still have it, but I did not find the carrier story. But I did find the one from 1851, which was actually the first ice maker, which we talked about yesterday, which seems shocking. Again, 1851, that was a long time ago. So why the, why the delay? I mean, obviously, ice makers, like the ones you see in fancy houses now, um, are a recent invention. And I don't mean, you know, the last 10 years, but you know, they've, they're not 1851, I'll tell you that. So I'm going to look a little bit harder for the carrier piece because uh, I am very curious about that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you about anything having to do with food because that's what we do on the food show. That's what Tom's done for 33 years. And why not keep doing it? It is not everything else out there. It is a nice little respite from everything else out there. And uh, it's pleasant. It's pleasant enough to talk about special things that you like and even don't like, but just the pleasures of food. We had a robust discussion yesterday about sous vide things and, uh, and the fact that I'm not on board with that. I did make a few, I made a couple of phone calls after the show yesterday because we were talking about whether or not the mozzarella at Theo's Pizza 
could ever be buffalo milk. And I contended with Henry, who really likes Theo's pizza, that uh, it couldn't possibly be buffalo milk because Theo's pizza is a very mainstream pizza place and not gourmet at all. And you only see buffalo milk mozzarella in places that are more Italian style pizzas and what we think of as a gourmet pizza. So I, uh, I called Theo's and I was in fact right again. There's no uh, buffalo milk mozzarella at Theo's. So the, the margarita and the cheese pizza at Theo's is made with regular shredded mozzarella. All right, who do we have some from Mandeville? I did Steve. Oh, Steve. Steve. Oh, Steve. <laughs> 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 who do we have? Oh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's now, okay. you know I, I mean that feelings. only in the most loving fashion. I had my feelings surgically removed years ago, so I'm okay. Oh, okay, you go. Okay. Yeah. Tom used right. to say when we first got married, and this proved to be 100% correct, he said, I'm about as sensitive as a toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> Cold. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh -huh. I love catfish. Um, I love it fried. My wife and I have started eating it. Often just uh, put it in a frying pan, put a little salt and pepper and uh, garlic powder on it and grill it up, pull it out and eat it. Do you get it at Mandeville Seafood? No. As a matter of fact, we get it in a big old box from Walmart. Really? Like a, like a box of catfish? Yeah, of catfish uh, fillets. And okay. They're very good. Now, I like just about, I, I can't think of a fish that I've had that I went, I don't like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, I can. A friend of mine caught a very big catfish in a river up in around Natchez, Mississippi, and that was nasty. Yeah, but I this was you. like a 60-pound catfish, and it was so uh, full of fat, and, you know. Ew. He was all proud of it. It was nasty. But, uh ew. But halibut, I've only had it like three times, and it was good. It didn't, I'd rather have salmon or trout or, um, or. What did I, I say, Steve? Huh? What did I say? What did yeah, I say well, I mean, it, was the primary reason that I like it? What's that? That it doesn't taste it's like not fish? fishy. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. I am pretty much that way, too. I don't like something that's real uh -huh. fishy. I don't uh -huh. like Spanish mackerel much. It's too fishy. Mm -hmm. Fishy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, redfish, drum, speckled trout, um, sheep's head is delicious. Um, yes, it is. Uh-huh. So uh, there are very few fish that I am not crazy about. Those are those are all good. Those are all good yeah. fish. Uh, they and all have catfish, similar characteristics. I used, I used mm -hmm. to kind of agree with Tom about fried, but... We started eating it, you know, just pan sauteed, and mm -hmm. it is Him too. very good. Him it too. Is. That's the way he likes it. He likes it now, blackened, blackened catfish. I am. Uh, have you had that uh, catfish that I'm referencing at Zia, the wild no. caught? It's very no. delicate. It's very mild. It's 
It comes Ed, in Ed thin Zia? strips. It's at Zia, yeah. Okay, okay. Zia's got no, what I, I think is the best running fried catfish out there at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I love catfish pull boys, catfish platters. Uh, mm-hmm. They're all very, very good. Have you had the catfish over at your neighbor's place, um, Felix's? Uh, yeah, it was okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like, that's, <laughs> too much of that's kind of a pinnacle you know? of Felix's. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I did have their crawfish etouffee that I thought was very good. Oh, good. Okay, but so we found fri- something. It, it was fried, uh, the tails were fried, which was interesting. Uh-huh. But the the broth, the etouffee was very good. Uh, he does a lot problem- of fried crawfish. Yes. One of the problems I'm running into with gumbo is my wife stole her recipe from Mr. B's. Mm-hmm. And so she makes that dark, 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 rich, rich, rich broth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And too too many, you know, well, the gumbo. Too many places, it's it's it just doesn't stand up and bite you. Like Mr. B's and and my wife's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just well, if your wife makes a Mr. B's gumbo, why do you need to get it any place? Because sometimes when I'm out and they'll have you know chicken andouille gumbo, and usually I don't. I just got it the other mm-hmm. night because I just wanted something besides. We were splitting a Reuben, mm-hmm. and I wanted to you know just something else. It was the one of the three soups, and I went, yeah, okay. And I got it, and I went, yeah, this is why I don't get it, <laughs> you know. Where where did you have the Reuben? Uh, well, you're going to – it's our place that we fight, <laughs> we argue over, Old Rail. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And I thought it was good. Well, there's your gu- there's your problem with the gumbo, too. Oh, absolutely, but that's everywhere. You know, what, you know what's gone now, and I was really devastated to hear this? Rieger's Don't by the me. Trace. Have you ever had that? Where? Rieger's on the Trace. Have you had it? No, no, we haven't. But it's gone. Yeah, well, you missed it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hambone is a place I want to try. Well, go do and, it. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> and uh, we went to Pat Pat's Rest a While. Rest a While. Saturday uh-huh. night. And uh-huh. we didn't make reservations because my nephew just came into town and we just went over there. It was like a 45-minute wait. Man, that place is kicking butt. But looking at the menu, that place ain't cheap. No, it's not. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, my goal at Rest a While for Tom and I to not eat extensively, just normal, my goal is to get out for under $80. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can yeah. imagine that. You put a couple yeah. beers or whatever on We that. don't even do beers. We don't even yeah. do that, you know? That's what I'm so, saying. It's, it's it, 20 yeah. Twenty-five to thirty dollars for an entree. That's why I. That's why I crack up when I see those stupid plastic Coke red glasses come to the table. It's like yeah, what? Right, right. What also, at a price point like this? Are you kidding me? Go ahead. What? And it's packed. It's I mean, packed Saturday because it's at, fabulous. What Saturday night at seven? It was packed. It's packed because it's a fabulous place and the food matches it 
What? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The ambiance, the, 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 you know, it it's a really cool place. It is. Yeah. I mean, you go I there, will. you're sitting outside, you're looking at the sun set the lake, on the, on the yeah. lake. I mean, it's yeah. really nice, you know? Yeah, so, it is. And that, then the food but, comes and it's, wow, this is good. I mean, uh, it's got a reason for being packed, you know? Yeah, well, uh, if I want to go so. to like I said, we went to, that was, we went to, Old Rail and got out for three people. For well, quit days. doing that. Well, no. <laughs> All right. No I'll talk to you. Bye. Monday through Friday from <laughs> 7 go. to 11 a.m. on WGSO 990 a.m. New Orleans. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Democrats and Republicans are putting a different spin on the April jobs report. The economy adding 266,000 jobs in April, far below expectations. Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel issuing a statement saying that President Biden is squandering the economic recovery he inherited from President Trump and Republicans. Meanwhile, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi putting out a statement saying the disappointing jobs report is an urgent call to action. One thing that both sides agree on is that the numbers were disappointing. As far as how many jobs economists were expecting to be added, Mark Hamrick, senior economic analyst with Bankrate.com, tells USA Radio News. We were looking for on the order of a million jobs being added on the month on the heels of roughly a million in the previous month. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Join me, George Norrie, for the Worldwide Contact in the Desert Virtual UFO Conference, June 25th to June 28th. Contact in the Desert is an epic weekend of adventure jam-packed with exciting explorations into UFOs, ancient civilizations, AI, crop circles, forbidden archaeology, disclosure, and the newest evidence of ongoing contact, sightings, and leading-edge science. This amazing weekend delivers more than 130 presentations and special events showcasing 67 speakers from all over the world with two extra weeks to view your favorite leading experts, including Avi Loeb with Clyde Lewis, Linda Moulton Howe, Paul Hellyer, John Lear, Russell Targ, David Childress, Doc Wallach, and more. With breaking articles in the New York Times and acknowledged naval sightings, and more importantly, the new release of classified documents on the day of the soft opening of Contact in the Desert, we are your source for inside information. Join us June 25th at contactinthedesert.com to get your tickets today. Make contact, contactinthedesert.com. Another state is joining Montana to end extended unemployment benefits. South Carolina joined Montana in announcing they will end their participation in the federal COVID-19 unemployment plans. Governor Henry McMaster, a Republican from South Carolina, cited the hardship endured by small businesses who can't find people to hire. In Montana, the $300 weekly unemployment bonus will be replaced on June 27th with the $1,200 return-to-work bonus. Governor Greg Gianforte, Republican from Montana, says incentives matter and the vast expansion of federal unemployment benefits is doing more harm than good. End quote. South Carolina's participation in the program ends June 30th. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is approaching $400 million. The estimated jackpot of $370 million would be the 22nd time the game has paid out over $300 million. The cash option, $254 million. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time, comedies, drama, 
suspense. It's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. With Mother's Day approaching, we take a look at the history of the holiday. Suffragist and writer Julia Ward Howe first suggested the idea of Mother's Day in the U.S. in 1872. Howe was a pacifist and saw the holiday as a chance to unite women and rally for peace. For many years, she held an annual Mother's Day meeting in Boston. West Virginia activist Anna Jarvis is credited with creating the holiday. In 1908, Jarvis campaigned for a national observance of the holiday. It's a nice, dry, comfortable forecast, but things still get a little warmer again as we go through the afternoons, Saturday as well as Sunday. But till then, reinforcement of some dry air is coming south, and that's going to allow the temperatures to get a little cooler tonight. After sunny skies today, clear in early morning tomorrow, mid-50s to low 60s. Sunshine again afternoon tomorrow, the high spot low 80s. It's a nice Mother's Day Sunday, partly sunny, morning low 60s, the afternoon high to the middle 80s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Show Hour 2. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris in the chair here talking about food as Tom has done for 33 years this year. We have with us, I'm still flipping through the papers here looking for that carrier story and I'm determined to find it because I want to make sure that that we're talking about the kind of time lapse that I thought we were. Because uh, the I said 1851, but that was actually the ice maker. We have on the line with us uh, Cliff, and and I don't I don't know your, your last name. He told me, but I lost it. It's Bergeron. Cliff? Bergeron, Cliff Bergeron. Yes. Hey there, you are with the Covington. Is it Chamber of Commerce? No, it's the Covington Business Association uh, that okay. I'm with, and uh, we our organization puts on. A Taste of Covington, which this year is celebrating our 10-year anniversary. And you may oh, gosh, remember, really? you guys were at the first one. Yeah, yeah. 10 years Okay, ago. so... You had Annadale. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you went Wait. to Annadale Plantation. <clears throat> we, we did a live did, show, yes. Tom and I. Yep, we sure did. 10 years? That was 10 years ago? Golly. Uh, yes, can you imagine? That's what I say time every flies. time I look at it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> time flies. So um, you're doing, first of all, I'm glad that you're doing it because, you know, it's like everything came to a screeching halt last year. And I yep. was wondering who's going to be going back to doing things like this. So I'm glad that you all are doing this. So this is the Taste of Covington. So why don't correct, you go ahead and correct. tell us about it? 
Sure. First off, let me wish you a happy Mother's Day. Let me get that oh, out of the way right so up much. front. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, to your wife, so, too. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, so what we're doing is starting June 1st through June 27th, uh, the whole month, we're going to be doing wine dinners. And unlike what we did when we first started, we jam-packed everything into the first five days of, of the middle of April. It was during Spring for Art. Well, we decided that, you know, there's so many restaurants that are really great, as you know, living over here like mm -hmm. we do, that it's really not a great opportunity for you to try to go. You can't go every night, or you, you can only go to one per night. And so this way, I gave the restaurants the flexibility to pick any week, day, during the month of June, and they've all selected the dates that they want. We kept them no more than two on one night. And I have them um, by the date and the day and the location. And if you want, I can read them off to you. Yes, I would. I would like you to. Absolutely. So the first one we're kicking off June 1st is going to be the Sila Bar, uh, of course, right next to the tap room there in Columbia Street. They have also been with us for 10 years. Then mm -hmm. on Wednesday, the second, one of Tom's favorite Italian restaurants, Del Porto, is going to be doing their wine dinner. And then also on Wednesday, we're bringing in Desi Vega because they're new here. So this is going to be the mm -hmm. first year they're participating with us. We're looking forward to that. Thursday, we're going to have Oxlot 9 again. They're back with us again. Wednesday, of course, the, the, the world-renowned Gallagher's Grill on Tyler Street. He's going to be back for his 10th year again. He just does such a great job. You know, most of my restaurants, we request that they, you know, try to limit to four courses, maybe five. Pat always does six. He can't help himself. Mm -hmm. He just he just loves to put the food out. He can't he really help does. himself. That's true. Of course, I'm a little surprised because we were just talking about his new place, Rest a While. Uh, that's keeping him busy, too. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's where my wife and her children are going tomorrow for 11 a.m. brunch. <laughs> that's where I'm sending them. Have <laughs> they been? Have Oh, yeah, we've been a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love yeah, it's it. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's such a gorgeous mm -hmm. place. And a nice afternoon, you know, to watch the sunset. It's yeah. really great. So we pick it up again on June 9th, Wednesday, at Marcello's, which, of course, is new to Covington, not new to New Orleans. Right. They had one there at one time. Actually, I think they have one in Lafayette, too, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they started in Lafayette and then came to New okay. Orleans. And then yeah. now both of those other locations are closed. This is the one that's left. Okay. Well, we've eaten there a couple of times. It's really fabulous. So mm -hmm. we're looking forward to welcoming them for the first time to this. And then, of course, June 10th, we're at Thursday, we're going to be back at Dakota, who's been with us from the beginning, too. And, you know, the food there is just totally amazing. It never changes. It's just no. always been excellent. It really is. Kim does an amazing job in the kitchen. So mm -hmm. on June 16th, Wednesday, we're going to be at the Half Shell Oyster House on 21. Mm -hmm. June 17th, we're going to be at Fire Provisions. June 18th, which is a Friday. This is the only Friday that we're going to have a dinner at that Annadale's Plantation. And, of course, as you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, they have been with us since the very beginning. Just mm -hmm. a great organization, and they, they do a really good job of putting out food. And then the final dinner that we have is Thursday, June 24th, at Forks and Corks over at Tar Tarabella. Mm -hmm. okay. Those are all of our dinners, and then we've got several other events that are kind of like the highlight of the event. And um, if I may go on, I'll tell you about those. Yes, sure. Of course. Absolutely. Okay, great. On. So the Festa del Vino, 
Now, this is a premium-tasting wine event. We have between 50 and 60 wines, higher-end wines, wines that are retailing between, I'd say, 30 to $60 a bottle. Uh, we're tr- going to have about 50 or so wines. It's 60, uh, $65. Let me make sure. Wait, let me t- back that up. $75, tax included. And we're going to have food, and we're going to have um, Christy and the Rascals, a, a jazz swing band playing, and it's at the St. Tammany Art Association, which is right here in downtown Covington on Columbia Street. And we've had it there every year since the beginning. And to boot, when it was Mayor Mike Cooper, he, he was the first sponsor of it. Now President Mike Cooper has continued the tradition. He's sponsored it for the last 10 years, which is really great. We yeah. really appreciate all that he does to support Covington. The following Saturday... Wait, 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 wait. Let me stop you right there. The Art Association sure. is not a very big building. Is there a limit to the number of people oh, you yeah, can have yeah. there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, yeah, we limit our tickets to, to 100. We typically end up with about 75. And, mm-hmm. and I know that the, with the regulations that we're, we're, we're completely covered because we use the patios. Now, of okay, course, if it, rains, okay. it, the, yeah, if it rains, then we'll end up tending the driveway right alongside the building. So we'll have we'll make sure we have enough accommodations for everybody there. And that is on Saturday, June the 19th. And it's from 7 to 9 p.m. Okay, that'll be nice. Then the the following Saturday, June 26th, at the Bogafalia Park Pavilion. Uh, If you've been there, it's just this beautiful outdoor pavilion that's covered. We're going to have our grand tasting and we're going to have live music with Steve Burke's Deja Vu Band. And those tickets are $65. We're going to have food again, and we're going to have music, and we're going to have between 70 and 80 different wines to taste. And, and you're familiar with Nalfi and what they do, and compare the prices, there's about twice or three times as much as what we're charging, and we think that we're bringing some of the best wines because we're getting wines from all over, and, and it's really been a really great experience and, and learning it's experience. It's a nice setting for sure. Oh, it really is. It's just beautiful, um, and we're looking forward to it. And the last thing that we're going to do is we're going to have a champagne jazz brunch where we've got a little combo playing. We're going to have unlimited champagne, and it's going to be at Fire Provisions on Sunday, June 27th. I have two seatings at 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock. So there's plenty of opportunity to go there, and it's only $50 all-inclusive for the brunch. It's really amazing mm-hmm. price. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really nice. That's a cool place. I like that place. Yeah, Jeffrey does a really, really good job. He's, he's such a nice kid, and uh, he works really hard. I mean, yeah. he really does. And now he's yeah. got a food truck, so he's doing more stuff. But they have a food truck? Yep, they got a food Well, it's actually a trailer. He'll drag the trailer to a, a special event. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. didn't know that. So, yeah. But I like so, it. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's really, it's, it's not very old. I think it's, it opened maybe in November of 19, so it's not even two years old yet. No, but it has all. really been fine-tuned into a place that we find really interesting to go to. It's It's got a lot okay. of food that is not your run-of-the-mill stuff, and it's good. It's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. he's You know, if I'm not mistaken, I think, and you may or may not know, he came out of the, the maybe the Brennan group over in New Orleans, uh, him and his former partner when it was the Baco Bar, uh, I believe, but he kept on unfortunately his wait a second wait, wait a second away. was he was he uh in the baco bar group oh yeah he was him and his I partner, his partner passed away 
his partner was the one who passed away, unfortunately. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, I knew about yeah. the one who passed away, but I didn't know that that Jeff yeah. was his partner. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Jeffrey was his partner. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So he's carried well, on, and um, and he's doing a great job, like you said. He he really is doing putting out some great food, and and we're excited that he's participating in two events. The, the dinner and the brunch. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. and so, you, you know, one of the things you talked about in the beginning was things starting to open it up. Uh, as, as we speak, I'm sitting on the corner of Gibson and Columbia getting ready to set up for the first block party since October 2019 for downtown Covington. All right. That's, that's the Covington Business Association. That's one of our events that we do to help promote Covington. All right. We do lots. Of well, stuff. we stay busy. Uh, don't promote it too much because we like it being kind of a you know a little <laughs> sleepy <secret>. little town. <laughs> I understand. I think I Covington understand. is one of the most charming, wonderful places on earth, and uh, and the more promotion it gets, the less <laughs> the less small town so charming. Yeah, I understand. I, the I less small understand. town glamour feel it's going to have. You know what I mean? Well, you know, the, the block party is only one Friday, and it's the very last Friday of the month. So yeah, maybe that's the one day that you don't want to come downtown. <laughs> well, no, I don't mind <laughs> coming down. Like- I'm just talking about, like, have it grow too much. Like, uh, it was on, um, I don't know if you knew this, probably, I'm sure you did, um, a list maybe two or three years ago of one of the top ten small towns in America with world-class dining, which it oh, absolutely yeah does have and yes yeah, so shh don't tell anyone that I mean, exactly don't tell anybody <laughs> let's keep this to ourselves I hey do you know do you know when the greyhound is opening do you know when the greyhound you is know opening? i think i when i when i talked to dave um from uh, del porto uh, my guess is that it's going to be within the next couple of weeks and, but he's like everybody else in the service industry he say. can't find anybody to work i know what you're gonna say yeah, that's right yeah that's exactly I mean, what everyone's terrible. saying I, I checked over at uh, Mr. Ed's today to see if Mr. Ed's Southern Fried Chicken, which has had the sign up saying opening soon, was going to open and was told, well, if you know anyone that would like to work, you know, send them over. And I'm thinking, my God, this is a nightmare. It's like, you know, and, and this, the, the story is the same. You pay people not to work and they're not going to work. And that's it. And Paul, you're not kidding. I mean, I, we had lunch today at the Creole Bagelry in Slidell. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman who owns it, I, I can't remember his name, um, but the person I was speaking with, is a friend of his, said that he's having to close on Sunday his busiest day because no one will work on Sunday. And, yep, and he right. sent, right. it's, it's, he said, listen, it's going to cause because my understanding is that he sent that information along to President Cooper and to Mayor Greg Cromer saying, listen, you know, we, that's a lot of money that I'm losing, plus the sales taxes that you were going to make are going away. So, so um, they actually, that now they put together a job fair. It's coming up real soon in Slidell. It, <laughs> it, you to know what? It's, 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 it's coming from the federal level. That's the problem. Oh, absolutely. That's that's the problem. Oh, so you can you can beg the mayor from now till doomsday, but that ain't happening. You know, it's like everybody it's keeps and, and the restaurateurs that tell us that. Yeah, yeah six, that's right. The restaurateurs tell us. I heard nine hundred. I heard nine hundred. Really? Wow. The yeah, the restaurateurs tell us, um, you know, uh, I, if someone's going to pay you not to work, why in the world would you work? You know, 
And, exactly. And it's, exactly. it's like someone told me yesterday, um, someone got a tax refund and said, you know, okay, well, I'm quitting. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> no notice or anything. I've got, I've got $8,000 burning a hole in my pocket. See you wow. later. Jesus, no, it's God. crazy. I hope, they, it's I hope crazy. they come to their senses soon. Well, really you know, Panera. For the sake of these businesses, they really need it. Panera, that's a national chain. Their dining room is closed. And I, I drove through the drive up and said, What's the deal? And I said, Nobody's working. That's it. Wow. So. Wow. Anyway, yeah, so I was wondering why. And so now I know when I pass Greyhound and I see that it's just sitting there and I'm wondering when it's going to open. Now that I've heard from, you know, Mr. Eds, now I know that I'm not going to expect it anytime soon because who knows when, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, he's, he, I'm so. sure he still has staffing issues at Del Porto. But, you know, we've been there a couple of times and they seem to be, you know, hitting on all cylinders as they always do. But, but I know that, you know, to try to find more people is going to be a challenge because he, you know, he's got a lot of people that have been with him for quite a while. Yep. 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 All right. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about this. Well, it is a wonderful thing. It is a great promotional event. It is something that is happening as opposed to not happening which is great mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh it's an opportunity to showcase these great restaurants which are in fact pretty darn good so i'm glad you were able to come on and i will mention it again if you send me an email closer to the event i wanted to okay. have you on so that people could start planning for this because well, if these are vintner much. dinners then you know you need sure. to kind of make those reservations so give us a website address before you go well, thank you i appreciate it yes it's a taste of covington.com very simple one word a okay. taste of covington.com and it's okay. going to give and you those, all of the restaurants. Those wine tasting sound good. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you go to the website, you'll see a pull-down menu for all of the restaurants. You click on the restaurant, you'll see their their menu and their wine pairings. Um, as as is the case normally, we're still not got them. They're still not all there, but we do have a few of them up, and and we're getting more. We got several more came in today. They will be posted by Monday. So yeah, just you can check the website on a regular basis if. If you want to go to one of the restaurants, just make your reservation directly with the restaurant. Pat Gallagher's is almost sold out already, and he hasn't even posted a menu. That's how, yeah. that's how much people love him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you're familiar with the restaurant and the kinds of food that they serve, then, you know, you could just say, well, I, I know it's going to be good because I know the place. So you don't right. necessarily right. have to see the full menu. but. It's uh, it's going to sell out, so I wanted to give you the opportunity to get it in there early so people could start making plans. But do send me an email closer to the event do. so that I can mention it again, okay? Marianne, thank you. Tell Thomas that hi. My pleasure. All right, take care. It's Cliff Bergeron, whose name I forgot when he came in, uh, from A Taste of Covington. The website is atasteofcovington.com, and we'll be back after these messages. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. 
Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The Steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. You make me feel so young. I am still sitting here thumbing through these papers looking for that story on Carrier, and I, I, I know I saw it, I know I read it, but I'm just not finding it. I don't know why that is. Anyway, 5569696 is the number if you would like to talk to me. Here I am, Marianne Fitzmorris, ready to talk to you about food. That's what we've been doing on this show for a long time and want to continue that. We would love for you to join us. So uh, I was reading a book last night at you know, in bed, and it was um, something that I had no idea. I mean, I, I, I'm not a smoothie kind of person, but it was a book that we were sent to have an interview with the people who own Vitamix blenders. And it was a book on smoothies, which I'll probably give to my daughter-in-law who likes those kinds of things. And uh, they're beautiful pictures and great recipes if you do a lot of smoothies. But I was shocked when I looked up the Vitamix on Amazon, how expensive these blenders are. I, I had no idea. We have a blender. I have no, it's probably a GE or something like that, but these Vitamix blenders are hundreds of dollars. Does anybody have one of those? And what is it that makes it so expensive? It's a hundred year old company, which is another reason that I would love to have them on because I'm always fascinated by things that are centennial in age. And, uh, and I will, I will have them on, but I'm just intrigued that a blender could cost that much. We're talking hundreds, like on sale for $500 on sale. What is it? Why is that? Why is that? If anyone has one, please give me a call. 5569696 is the number. Gabby Hayes, who played the same crusty old cowboy in dozens of westerns in the 40s and 50s, was born today in 1885. In real life, he was the polar opposite of his movie character. He was renowned among his friends for dressing to the nines and dining in the finest restaurants. He made a fortune, lost it in the Depression, then made another. I'm rather proud of a quote that I made up all by myself when Tom told me about all the women who dress at Galatoire's 
and he said they dress to the nines. And I said to him, well, I can't go because I top out at three, which is pretty much true. The Edible Dictionary Word of the Day today is brought to you by Dorignex, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, and such a phenom that one of our callers drove from Atlanta. We knew that Alan's mother drove from Jackson. We should have a contest. What's the farthest you've driven to go to Dorignex? The lambs, uh, today's Edible Dictionary Word is lamb's lettuce, also known as mush. It's a mush. It's a corn, also known as mush and corn salad. Lamb's lettuce is liked by salad eaters for its small, tender leaves of almost perfectly uniform size, narrow at the base and rounded at the ends. Each leaf is about three inches long. A salad of lamb's lettuce alone looks almost too perfect. The leaves radiate outward from a certain a central root never getting far off the ground. It was made popular in the Louis XIV's court, although it had been picked wild in the mountains into Switzerland for centuries. It grows in cool climates. In warm ones, it quickly goes to flower and seed. For a long time, not a long time, actually not a very long time at all, but a number of years ago, and I'm trying to think of when that might have been, Mosh was really a popular lettuce. You don't see it much anymore, but I love mosh. I love it. I uh, I said that bib lettuce was my favorite, and it, it is, but I had forgotten all about mosh. I would say that mosh is actually my favorite lettuce, and bib second. Does anyone ever see mosh around town? in any salad anywhere. I mean, you just never see it anymore. And it was all the rage for a few years there. I wanna say 10 or more years ago. The only place I ever see it is at my favorite restaurant in the whole world, Louis in Los Angeles. Jonathan, if you can hold on, let me, let's put him on for a second just to ask him to hold on. Jonathan, hello? Hello, how are you? Hey, can can you hold on? Because I'm going to a hard break right now. Do you want to hold on a minute or two? Sure. Okay. We're going to put you on in, in about two minutes. All right. Uh, it is time for the Louisiana Radio Network News, and it's just not enough time for him to get started on whatever it is that he wanted to talk about. And I do hope that he holds on because I don't know this caller, and I love new callers. Words to drink by today we have time for. As you get older, you shouldn't waste time drinking bad wine. I think that's a true statement from none other than maybe one of the most famous food people of all time, uh, Julia Child. Very good words of advice. All right, we are going to come back after the Louisiana Radio Network News and talk more about food and talk to Jonathan, 556-9696. It's 3.30. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Bills banning workplace and employment discrimination on the basis of an employee's natural hair clears a House committee. New Orleans Senator Troy Carter says his bill was inspired by numerous incidents where blacks were suspended from school or fired just for wearing their hair naturally. Houghton Representative Dodie Horton was surprised to hear about that. I'm just really shocked that we need this legislation. I, I just if you if you have been African American for one single day in America, you learn that we have a lot of things that require some additional attention. 
The bill passed 7-4 and heads to the House floor for final approval. And Governor John Bell Edwards is touting the benefits of the vaccine by emphasizing that families who are fully vaccinated will be able to have a safe, fun Mother's Day indoors without having to wear masks or distancing. That's something that's available to all of us, and we can do it safely. I'll know I'm not giving her the virus. She'll know she's not giving it to me, and we can relax and have a Mother's Day like we all should desire. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com At Sunshine, we know versatility is important when buying equipment. The John Deere 1023E offers the versatility to go from the farm to the front yard with monthly payments as low as $99 a month. Now's a great time to get powered by Sunshine. Visit us online at sunequip.com to apply for financing, get a quote, and learn more about our extended warranty options. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Offer ends October 29th, 2021. No matter the challenge, Louisiana shines through. During National Travel and Tourism Week, we're celebrating how the tourism industry is bouncing back. Tourism is big business in Louisiana. In fact, it's the fourth biggest industry in the state and contributes billions into our economy. Join the celebration. Take a road trip and get to know your state. It's not just good for business, but good for the soul. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Plan your road trip at louisianaisatrip.com. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I get misty just holding your hand. Hello. Hello. Thing wrong. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes. I'm here. Uh, well, can you hear me? I can. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know who the person was. It wasn't Henry. So anyway, uh, this is Marianne, right? Right, uh-huh. Okay, look, and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm actually <laughs> getting ready to go into Sam's. I have been meaning to, to touch base. Uh, I had sent an email to, actually, to, I guess to Tom at nolafood.com about, 
and I don't want to get into the specifics of it, but it was something uh, related to a health issue. So I just, and I, this is Mike uh, beyond the little on the West Bank, and I just thought I would touch base to see if you ever received that email. I, I, I don't, you know, does that ring a bell with you at all? No, it doesn't. But uh, like your health issue or Tom's health issue? Well, yes. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. And I, I was surprised because I didn't get it. I did not get the email back as uh-huh. a, uh, yeah. as undelivered, as undelivered. <clears throat> and this was over okay. about a month ago, I guess. Okay. Well, I will look for it. Why don't you resend it and I'll look for okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and resend yeah, I, it. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Jonathan's back. Let's go to Jonathan. Jonathan. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you for holding hey. on. No problem. I'm really happy to give you guys a phone call. I was listening well, to you maybe a couple days it. ago, and and I know, right? And um, I happened to have turned you guys on the radio today. You guys were talking about food. And I'm kind of a, a brand-new New Orleans. I just moved out here uh, from Hawaii, from the island of Kauai. Yeah. And I just wanted to let you know that I've been here for about a year now, and... I wanted to let you know that I found a food that I absolutely love. And it's, I've never heard of it. I've never tried it until I moved here. I had a friend that drove me around town in a town called Gretna, which is right outside of uh, the city of New Orleans. And he took me to uh, not probably not the best part of town, but there was this bar called Washington Bar on 12th Street. And that's when I got introduced to uh, my new favorite food since I've moved down here to the south, turkey necks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my I, gosh, turkey- wow, I've never tried turkey necks before. And I'm like, wow, it's so good. And the dish that I had had, uh, you know, whole uh, potatoes that have been boiled. And they, I believe they had Cajun seasoning on it. And um, I just wanted to say we're, we're talking about food. And I know you were talking about much more elegant things on, in New Orleans and also in Louisiana, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to give a shout out and say, wow, turkey necks are Try amazing. And then I found out about red beans. I'm like, whoa, red beans are really good over here, too. Well, and, Jonathan, uh, I have yeah. a million questions for you. I have a million questions oh, you do. for you. Sure. Yes, I do. Okay, first of all, good heavens, Hawaii, what brings you here? Well, um, I'm not sure where to start. I'll say that I, I was born and raised on the island of Kauai, and I have some family here in New Orleans, actually from my wife's side. And we were talking, and we're like, hey, why don't you guys come on out here to New Orleans for a couple of years and experience it, you know, with us? And mm-hmm. I've never been here before, and I thought, you know what, maybe we should just come out here for a while, and um, and that's how I got here. It was just, you know, it wasn't a whim idea, you know, it took us over a year to think about it, but we decided mm-hmm. we should try something new. Well, that is very And that's new, how cause... we made it out here. <laughs> I can't think of two places more different from each other, really. Almost and... the opposite. <laughs> Instead now, of blue I must water, tell you, you get brown water. Instead of mountains, yes. you get completely flat land. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, you have beautiful sunshine. We have rain. Or oh, do we have rain too? You have a lot of rain too. 
We do, I, you know. The yeah, I remember from Kauai is one yeah. of the wettest spots on Earth. Yeah, yeah, you have a lot of rain too. I remember being in um, in uh, volcanoes. Is it volcanoes national park on the Big Island? Oh, yeah. And on the Big and Island, we, we just couldn't really kind of do anything because the rain was so torrential. And so I have to go back there because I didn't really see anything. It was pouring that hard. Um, Kauai, though, is my favorite island. I think it's just incredibly beautiful. However, I have to say this. I hope I don't insult you, but um, the food is, um, well, let's see. Let's just say I could see how you could be thrilled with turkey necks, okay? Because it, it, you're not known for your food there. Like, like I don't, no, I still don't not. understand the plate lunch, the, the whole plate lunch thing. The plate lunch, you'd have to be born and raised to really yes. enjoy that. Now, I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, every day, we'd always stop by this place called Foodland. It was a little store. Uh, um, and every day before we go to school, my dad would go there and he'd say, all right, go ahead and get yourself a Spam Musubi. Have you heard of a Spam Musubi? <laughs> no. No, please tell okay. us. Okay. It is spam. It's a slice of spam. Oh, that's you've got. You eat more spam than anybody else there. So go ahead. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it all started back in World War II, actually, when there was a shortage on meat, Um, and it just kind of became part of the culture. Right. And so, uh, believe it or not, and as much great shape as I'm in, I grew up eating spam my entire life. And so, what a spam soupy is? uh, This this is a really great dish. If you get a chance, look it up on the internet and take a look at it, and you'll really get a better idea than how I can explain it. But it's a slice of, 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 um, of Spam that's been grilled, and then they put teriyaki sauce on it. They put it on rice, and then they roll it up in, um, in seaweed. Mm. And that, to me, is an amazing delicacy. If you don't like Spam, you probably won't like it. But as for me and all my friends who grew up on Kauai, that's our number one go-to, okay. especially especially if you're a, a child. But yeah, when it does come see to it. food, we're not very the best at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those plate lunches are a little bit disturbing, I thought. All right, but you're getting, you know, there's some places that have some really good food. I mean, in in Maui, we spent more money at lunch than we've ever spent anywhere. It was a $300 some odd lunch for three people at Mama's Fish House. Oh my God, Mama's Fish House is amazing. I it grew up on Maui for, for a little while. It is I love that really. Place. My dad was like for about once every couple of months with, with my with my friends. It, it it's one of those things where normally I would stagger out and be appalled at that price, but it was so good that I wasn't even disturbed. But it was. That's a high water mark, I have to say. And and Tom spends a lot of money on food. All right, so I think that you will like it here because to you know, in in generally speaking, uh, the food's a lot better. So um, you've been here for how long? I've been here for a year right now. A year. So where else right have you discovered? Um, uh, is is I turkey necks? This is a really interesting call. I have no idea where you're talking about. Do you live on the West Bank? Yeah, I do. I live. You I live in. Uh, I live. I do live in Gretna. Okay. Um, yeah. And I've been doing all the tourist things. I've been, mm-hmm. you know, the swamp tours, and been on uh-huh. the Natchez, and went down to the French Market, and I went to the 
famous beignet uh, shop over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's called Cafe Du Monde. Right. Uh-huh. And the, they were great. But also, I found a gem on the West Bank that also makes beignets. They're actually glazed beignets. Oh. And this place is called um, Antoine's. Huh. And it's right off of the expressway um, on the West Bank Expressway. Um, it's right across from Rouse's on the, on the expressway in Gretna. And this place, every morning I drive by, have 20 people lined up waiting to get this. And yeah. I'm asking everyone if, if anyone's ever heard of this place, and a lot of people say no. And it might be like a little local gem that I believe a lot of people should try it out. And okay. these beignets melt in your mouth. It's the most amazing beignet. I don't know if it's as good as Café Du Monde, but if you had a chance to try a different kind of beignet that's been glazed, mm-hmm. it's really delicious. You know, I think that Antoine's, if it's, um, there's a there's a place called Antoine's Bakery, and I wonder if that's one location. I think it has more than one location. And that might be another location of this bakery. Is it Antoine's Bakery? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think there might be a couple of locations of that place. Where have you eaten actual New Orleans food here since you've been here? Um, that's a really good question. The, and I wish I could really say, but I haven't really been out, out to eat t- too many places. Um, okay. There was a place, I know, can you believe that? Because um, my mom my mom makes incredible food, great, great mm-hmm. food, uh, food over here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, I, there was a, there's a place that we drove out to that's um, not in Kenner. It might be in Metairie, and it's like a seafood place, and it's right next to a boat port right next to Lake Pontchartrain, and it's really famous, and I, I can't think of the name. Is it Harbor Seafood? Oh, is it, is it Middendorf's? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's not uh, Kenner. Yeah. That's further. No. Is it, is it uh, Harbor Seafood? I believe it is it's, Harbor Seafood. Okay, it's out in Kenner. Okay, there's a, you're, you're going to lead me into a commercial that I need to do which is for Antoine's, the real one. There's Antoine's Bakery, but there's Antoine's, which is the original Grand Dame in New Orleans. It's been around for 181 years. It is um, the original Creole restaurant here. And it is a, a great place to go. You can experience it. Um, by just making a reservation and going to sit in the main dining room. But you can also do it pretty cheaply if you want to sort of ease your way into it. You, there's a lunch special every day for three courses, $21. And um, wine pairings, if you wanted to do that on top of that, $16 on top of that. There's a Hermes Bar there. Uh, they have a happy hour every day. You can get $6 drinks, $5 Bar Bites, they're very generous portions of what they do. Antoine's is the original restaurant serving New Orleans food. So if you want to kind of get an idea of what, quote, New Orleans food is about, that's your place. It's at 713 St. Louis. The phone number is 581-4422. 
as Tom likes to say, in all the world, there's only one Antoine's. So start there. And, and I hope you keep listening to the show because this show is about food, yes, but it's about New Orleans food in particular. And, um, and you can learn a lot about what else is out there and just sort of, you know, dive in because this is a great eating place and it's kind of what we're known for, that and music. So don't, if, I don't know how long you're planning to be here, but don't miss eating here for sure, you know? Oh, anyway, I definitely won't. Yeah. Interesting call. Thank you very much. And I, I do hope you keep listening and please call us back. Okay? We have to take a break now. Thank you, Jonathan. Five five six nine six nine six. We didn't really get into the turkey necks, but I remember eating turkey necks at home. I don't know that I would eat them in a restaurant, but that's kind of an interesting call. All right, we'll be back. People always ask us, what's the best new restaurant? And lately, that's an easy one. Chifuncta's in Madisonville is not only the best new restaurant, it's in a class by itself. Bright, airy dining rooms with great views. The Chifuncta River offer a glamorous dining experience. Chef Michael Gottlieb's kitchen turns out delicious food. There's a great wine list, craft cocktails, and impeccable service. Preserve your own unique dining experience. Chifunctas. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. And it's crawfish season. Having a boil? Bring your ice chest to Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. I forgot to ask him about a restaurant in Kauai, which um, I went to with Mary Lee. And then we got lost on our way to the airport at Lahui. And I'm going to have to look up the name of that restaurant because it's it's a good one. It's right on the beach. And I'm going to have to think about the, the name of the beach, too, because uh, it's a beautiful beach. I saw one of the most beautiful rainbows I've ever seen there in the water on that beach. 5569696 is the number. If you would like to talk to me, here I am, ready to talk food with you. Today is the anniversary of Mary Mahoney's, if you are familiar with that restaurant. It is in Biloxi, and it is owned by the Satanovich family. It is 52 years old today. Yes. It's Mary Mahoney's old French house in Biloxi. It's close enough that many people are familiar with it because it is part of the Satanovich family who own Drago's. Their uh, history is distinguished by its having come back twice from major hurricane disasters. It was one of the first restaurants to return to Biloxi after the devastation of Katrina. Andrew Satanovich, the brother of the eponymous Mary Mahoney and longtime co-owner of the restaurant, passed away in 2014. 
he and his sister and her husband, Bob Mahoney, operated it in the oldest house in Biloxi, selling their shrimp boat to gather the capital to open the restaurant. Somebody we know went to Mary Mahoney's recently. We've tried to go several times, uh, and just it's never open when we try to go, and so we haven't been in a long time, but it's on our list of places to go back. And, uh, and I just was wondering if anyone has been lately, if you had a report on it. Words to eat by today are good ones from Somerset Mom. How do you say that name, Mom? It's a hard name to say. The, uh, that little lamb stew, Somerset Mom, that's, I think, how you say it. That little lamb stew I had the other night was so wonderful. Oh, wait, that's James Beard. And I don't even want to say that because it's, it's, it's sad for little lambs. But Somerset Mom, at a dinner party, one should eat wisely, but not too well, and talk well, but not too wisely. I think that's good advice. 5569696 is the number. Back to lamb's lettuce. So I love mosh, and there is a salad at Bottega Louie in Los Angeles that is a very large pile of mush and it has a light vinaigrette on it and i think it might have some some like it's not orange it's not satsuma but some sort of citrus in there and some i don't know if it comes with chicken or we just order it with chicken but every time we're there and I miss being there. Every time we're there, uh, we get that particular salad, which is the only time that I've seen that lettuce in quite a number of years, which is too bad because I think it's delish. Today is the feast day of St. Duhay, the Bishop of Salona, which is now in Croatia in the third century. He's the patron saint of split Croatia from which most of the Croatian immigrants living in the New Orleans area come. Many famous restaurants present and past around New Orleans trace their ancestries to the area around Split. Drago's, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and Crescent City Steakhouse are among the living. Gentilich's, Bozo's, a different Drago's from the one above, and Uglisich's, uh, live on in the annals of the extinct restaurants. It's funny that I was reading about that today because I was talking to my sister, Sylvia, who is known to the show as someone who calls and talks about things that she's made, mostly recipes she's gotten from her mother-in-law or somebody else. But um, she was on with Nicole for a while. And we talked about, we share recipes, and she was saying that um, she was watching, uh, and I hope she'll call, maybe I, I told her to call next time Nicole is on, but she was talking about um, tripe. And I, I said, and she had never even heard of tripe, and I, I said that tripe is, and she was intrigued, and I said, if you want to try tripe, I know where you can try it because um, Mrs. Uh, well, Krasna is how I know her. Vodanovich, 
Vojkovic? No, Vojkovic. Yeah, it's Vojkovic. Krist Vodanovic was from Bozos. So, yes, I think it's Vojkovic. No, that's not it either. Anyway, uh, Crescent City Steakhouse is Krasna. And um, Krasna, every Mardi Gras, makes tripe. And she gives Tom some tripe. And it's the only place I've ever seen tripe being served. And Tom loves it, so he always has a bowl of it. And there's tripe on the table, but I have to say I've never tried it. But um, she is a member of the contingent of restaurateurs who originate from Croatia, of which there are many, many. And the oyster fishermen are the ones that came over here. It's the same kind of oysters and we know personally a number of people whose family business is oyster fishermen here. And Drago's, I know, had their own supply of oysters because they knew the fishermen. And the same is true of, um, I believe, Crescent City. I'm not sure. But, but they have a, a direct line between the oyster fishermen and the restaurants. Wanted to mention this yesterday, but but I didn't get to it. It's the it was the birthday yesterday of Toots Shore, who ran a popular restaurant and celebrity hangout in New York City in the thirties and forties. The place was especially flavored by favored by baseball stars, and Toots was tight with Frank Sinatra too. Uh, Orson Welles probably hung out at Toots Shores. He was born today in 1915. This was yesterday, actually. And he was the guy who did Citizen Kane. We went to Patsy's in New York when we were there because Tom really loves Frank Sinatra. This was before I really liked Frank Sinatra, too. But Patsy's was a really good place that we discovered mainly because of that connection to Frank Sinatra. We, we thought it was a really good place. There's a place out in, in Los Angeles called Dan Tana that I would like to get to at some point just because it's got that old 50s, 60s celebrity hangout aura, and it just would be kind of a cool place to go, I think. That's about it for the show. I want to mention that this is the 75th anniversary for WGSO. If you will go to their website, which is brand new and really spiffy, WGSO.com, you will see, first of all, a lot of cool stuff. You'll see all of the shows and bios on the hosts and their podcasts there and just a lot of things to look at. So if you've not been there, go to WGSO.com. <clears throat> and just kind of look around. You will also see a yellow button on the homepage that says Donate. They are now a 501c3 designation, celebrating that in addition to the celebration of 75 years as the community voice of the Crescent City and the only locally owned news talk station in town. WGS, if you, the 501c3 designation means that if you make a donation, it will be tax deductible. So go visit WGSO.com and happy anniversary to WGSO. We have our own platforms here associated with this show. We have nomenu.com, that's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. And that is where you will find Tom's 50-year body of work. 
as well as current things like our dining diary, about 400 some odd recipes in the recipe section, a lot of extinct restaurants that Tom has written about. There are reviews of restaurants that are alphabetized. The list is there, all the restaurants that are open now in town. He's been keeping that list since before Katrina. We also have a newsletter that comes out twice a week. We would love for you to go to nomenu.com and sign up for the newsletter because it will come out straight to your mailbox and uh, you'll get these things like specials that are happening around town, places that are just opening, and just general information from Tom's extensive encyclopedic knowledge of food and in particular New Orleans food. We also have our uh, Instagram at the New Orleans menu. We would love for you to follow us there. A lot of pretty pictures. Please tell a friend about the show. They can download the Simple Radio app. It's free. Type in 990 New Orleans and listen from anywhere. You know, it's not much. It's not going to change your life, but it will entertain you, hopefully, for two hours, and that's better than all that other stuff that's out there. At least we think so. It's a nice respite from that. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, and he pretty much will talk mainly about drinks and not so much about food, but also a lot about food, too. That's it for us. It is time uh, for the news. Louisiana Radio Network, you are listening to WGSO New Orleans. We will see you tomorrow, same time, 2 to 4. Good night. USA Radio News with Tim.